Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? We are part of the Christian podcast community. You can listen to this and many other great Christian podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org. The Word of God says, Now this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. And that is from James 1, verses 19 to 20. And my name is Daryl. I think I forgot to say what my name is, but you probably know it if you've listened to this podcast, what my name is. But if you're listening for the first time, my name is Daryl. And the reason I read that scripture is because we're going to get a little bit into that and how that relates to Christians being slow to speak, but not always slow to speak, because this day and age, we, most of us are on social media, either on Facebook, Twitter, or any of the newer ones, or multiple platforms, and we like to voice our opinions, and what we should be doing, I believe, as Christians is sharing truth, and the truth in love, and scripture when we can, and definitely sharing the gospel. So I'm going to talk about that with our guest, and we have a special guest, somebody who I love interacting with on Twitter. And also a little bit on Facebook. He's also on Facebook. I see him there. We talk. And he, he uh, posts a lot of positive stuff, mainly scripture. He, he posts like basically lately books of the Bible. I don't know if that's what he's reading through, but I'll ask him about that. But none other than Michael, the mustache man, Michael Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that name, the, must, the mustache man. And uh, if you ever seen his picture on there, it's because he's got this awesome mustache going. And uh, so, so uh, how you doing today, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, it took a little while to connect on this this Zoom here. You know, but technology is is what it is. Sometimes it's great when it works. When it doesn't, it's frustrating. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to have you on because you know. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you post. I appreciate your, your support. You know, I, you've shared this podcast a few times and, and I'm guessing you've listened to it a few times. Uh, so you, you're, you're one of the few that, that listen, but <laughs> I'm grateful for that, but I'm definitely <laughs> grateful for, for what you, you post on, on Twitter. Cause it's encouraging. And we need a lot of that in, in the areas of social media is encouragement from other Christians. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that, that appreciates, um, what you do but uh yeah just if you want to you know just briefly tell the listeners a little bit about yourself you know whatever you you want to tell us like maybe where you're from and uh you know a little bit about your background and everything um so i live in a small city called swift current it's in saskatchewan which is up in canada and um i was kind of raised in church my whole life and then i've uh, after I graduated Bible college, when I believe it was right right around the time when I was converted, once I got out of there, which is kind of a backwards route of that. Hmm. And yeah, I'm not sure what else to add there. No, that's great. So that's interesting. So you were raised in the church, uh, but you, you didn't completely come to faith until after Bible college. That that that's that's pretty interesting. But I would say, you know, um, that you know. God was calling you the, that whole time there, you know, it's, uh, be, be grateful. And I'm sure you are grateful that you were raised in the church. What, what was that experience like growing up in the church? Um, I just went to church every Sunday, like everyone else, but I 
I, I didn't fully understand it. I knew the truths about Christ and God and whatnot, but I didn't understand what that meant outside of the basics. Mm. Yeah, I grew up uh, with a Roman Catholic background. So uh, I, in a way, I grew up in, in a church, I would say, co- after coming to faith at, you know, almost 10 years ago now, uh, that I, I'm grateful that I was raised in a, in a religious, so to speak, environment, you know, at least hearing yeah. the, the word, you know, at least hearing the Bible, you know, because in a Roman Catholic mass, that's one thing I would say is a positive is they do, you know, there's an old, there's two there's an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading, and a, a gospel reading. And the preaching rarely, I mean, you're not going to hear the gospel there unless for some reason God has called a priest to actually, or a deacon, because sometimes the deacons give the homily to preach the, a gospel message. But the Bible is there, so you can still, I believe, there are converted Roman Catholics. I believe also that once they're converted, they will get out of that church. But um, yeah, so I'm grateful have been brought up in that background but uh yeah for me too later later in life coming to faith uh at around age 30 and i think i I told a little bit about that story before but yeah it's god is 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 faithful you know that's one thing I'm, i'm learning over time and as raising kids myself you know my kids are growing up in the in a church environment you know it's now in a presbyterian reformed church they're hearing the gospel preached every sunday every lord's day but i just pray that that takes root because their faith has to be their own and that's something i try to remind myself that as well um and uh as far as family are are you married you have uh, children yes i'm married um i we have uh, two boys and a girl right now and we our fourth child is on the way in june that's awesome praise the lord yeah i have uh three myself and uh 12 year old 12 year old girl eight year old girl and a three-year-old boy and they're you know pretty much spaced out and two 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 of them uh kind of came out of order because i were, were adopting and fostering so it was pretty interesting to mix so we you know our oldest is is a uh, biological and then we had the younger uh, son he came like he was like six days out of the hospital and then uh our middle child uh she was five when she got here so it's an interesting mix uh <laughs> definitely yeah my boys are actually both adopted as well oh praise god yeah that's yeah. great yeah that that it's, it's such an awesome thing um to be able to do that to you know and i want to encourage people you know this isn't the, the main topic but i want to encourage people that are thinking of fostering adopting to to do it there's there's things that come with it that's hard it's not easy to do but it's yeah. it's rewarding and it makes a huge difference, I think, in a child's life, especially a child. A lot of people are tentative to get in, involved with older children, but I think it makes such a difference, especially if that child's oh, yeah, been, been bounced around to like home to home. Like it's it's just amazing when stabilization and then having that assurance that they're not going to get moved again is yeah. like that permanency makes a huge difference um so let's let's go on to this i want to ask you a little fun question here are you related to samuel rutherford 
you know, the, the Puritan. Um, oh, or, I, I saw that you were doing a little bit of research because I, I kind of sent you this question beforehand. But what did you yeah. find out in your, in your research? Are you related to Samuel Rutherford? I wasn't able to go that far back. <laughs> I found out we belong to the same Scottish clan. Hmm. And we have the same coat of arms and everything. Um, I only was able to go back to the late 1700s. So it is possible. I also found out there's a bunch of John Knoxes in the family. So ah. well, who knows where that goes? <laughs> nice. Nice. That Well, that would be great. You know, and to have the fire of, of a John Knox is yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's just his story and, and the, the threats from, from uh, Queen Mary, I believe it was. And yes. him ba- basically just, you know, saying, you know, give me Scotland or, or give me death for Christ. And, mm-hmm. you know, if more Christians can rise up and then, and, and say that, you know, give us, get for you, get, give, give us Canada, or give us death, you know, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. So, okay. So you possibly could be related to Samuel Rutherford and John Knox. That is that's some good stuff, yes. but, but we know <laughs> that you're not related to, to SD Helton. Even though you did look like him yep. for a while. And that's another, you know, people might be, who's SD Helen? Another Twitter uh, person to follow, who I believe is also a, a good person to follow. Uh, but yeah, you guys had the, the same kind of picture going for a little bit. And that, that was fun. When I noticed that, I was like, I have to do something. I have to like side by side these guys. <laughs> Are these brothers? Are they twins? Were they separated? What's going on? <laughs> Might have been separated at birth. Maybe, maybe. But that, that see, that's the other thing I like about Twitter, especially the group. You know, you seem to be kind of in, in the same group of, of friends that, that I kind of am in, you know, you know, following like I think you follow uh like Brimstone Deacon, Blue Dolly, and uh like even like Doomsday Alpaca and the, and those guys. It's funny Twitter yeah. names, but <laughs> but like we all have fun together, and that's something cool you know mm-hmm. it's something i believe you know social media was probably originally the intent of the people that made it was for fun and now it's you know corporations get involved and you know politicians get involved and everything gets corrupted but yeah. you know that's why i haven't left you know a lot of people have left twitter and, and these other things but I, i'm going to stay on there to be a light and to have fun and we're still able to have fun yeah. in, in our groups and um so th- that's you know, let's get into that Twitter. How how can how do you think um, Twitter can be used by Christians or any any social media? How do you think what should we be doing as Christians on Twitter to like encourage other Christians and share the gospel? Um, I really like what I see with um, I don't know the people of the more reformed group on Twitter. That's uh, a lot. Both me and you follow a lot of the same people. And I just, I don't know, I think it's encouraging to see Bible verses or things that the Puritans said throughout the day or different lines from different confessions and whatnot. And just, we, I, don't, I find that we don't have all day to read and whatnot. And then other people are reading different stuff and they, we can share it with each other. And there's just other quotes or verses that, we're not considering at certain times that can be brought to our memory. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great thing. And I, I think we need to see more of that. Um, you know, because like the verse I read in the beginning to be slow to slow to speak, definitely slow to type. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of, and, and there are issues that we should be 
arguing about in, in a loving way, discussing, uh, especially now in the current, current climates of certain denominations, whether it's the, the SBC yep. for the Baptists or, you know, PCA, Presbyterians, um, because other denominations, those things, those issues could still get in there as well. So, so even if we're not in those denominations, we should still be involved, still be seeing what's going on so we can know what to look for, what's coming. But we should know how to pray as well. But we should also learn how to argue and how to to stand when we need to stand to be that John Knox when we, we need to be that John Knox and stand up for truth. Um, but sometimes people like take it too far. And I think we see that and that can be discouraging for others. That could be discouraging if an unbeliever sees that because they see what's going on yeah. as well. Um, but at the, at the same time, we, we still need to stand for truth. But and, and that's why I, I, fo- I follow certain people that I do and again haven't left these platforms. Uh, is there any like Twitter people or even like maybe even podcasts that you would recommend people listen to or people follow? I, I didn't prepare you for this one, but <laughs> um, there, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people, a uh, couple people I think off the top of my head that I have really appreciated on Twitter are uh, James Dorman. Oh yeah. And um, one of another brother up in Canada, his name is DJ Connolly. And they, like I said before, they post a lot of Bible verses and um, a lot to do with evangelism, which I find encouraging to see. Yeah. Uh, James Dorman, I, I've been following him for a while and I know he goes out and he does a lot of open air preaching. He hands out tracks. Yes. And I actually just had my pastor, purchase tracks from the from the i'm a member of the opc church and the opc put out like i guess they i didn't even know this before they actually print their own tracks and have people within the opc write tracks um so james oh, dorman that's awesome. yeah james dorman posted this like a couple of weeks ago and i saw it i'm like oh man wh- where do you get that and he sent me the link and i sent it to my pastor it was like hey can we get these and they also um they actually will print out the address the name and address of your church and have stickers that you can put on the back of the tracks because that's always oh, key. That's, that's very yeah. helpful. Yeah, like because I always leave tracks all over the place, but I never had ones with the address of the church or like, you know, I can probably print up yeah. my own labels like with my own contact information on it as well. But this is great that it, I just have to peel them off, stick it on, and then this way when I leave it or hand it to somebody, they have a, a way to follow up. If, you know, if the Lord, yeah, you know, converts them or even if they're curious coming to church, hear the gospel. And that's the main thing. That's a big drive of what I do. But yeah, James Dorman, definitely a guy to follow. That's encouraging because sometimes he'll put even post. I know on, on uh, Instagram, he was posting videos sometimes when he was open air preaching or handing out tracks. And that's always encouraging to see. Uh, he does that on YouTube as well. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Have you ever done any like open air preaching or, or handing out tracks? Like, I've never done any open air preaching. Mm-hmm. I have handed out tracks. I generally just leave them at grocery stores or coffee shops or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. While I'm there. And then I am a member of an organization called the Gideons. Not oh, sure cool. if I still about that states. And we uh, hand out Bibles. That's great. Whenever I go to a hotel, I always check the drawer for the Gideon Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and and usually it's there. It's very rare. But I guess it's becoming more common that they're not there. But yeah, I always check the drawers. Like there it is, good old Gideon's. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Even even when I went on a mission trip 
up to Ecuador and the hotel in Ecuador had Gideon Bibles in, in the, in the drawer. I was like, awesome. You know, cause people, and I've heard, I've heard stories of people that have been in hotels, even, like, even to the point of suicide and they've opened their drawer for some reason yeah. and read the Bible and, and save them like physically and spiritually. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what encouragement would you, it, just in general and for, for, you know, the church Christians, what encourage, it, cause it is kind of dark times, you know, we, we, we see, you know, COVID's still going on and, and politicians and everybody's arguing vax, no vax mask, no mask, this or that, you know, what does the church do? What does the church say about it? So how, how would you encourage Christians in these times when, when maybe they're unsure who to listen to, like, what would you say to, to them just for encouragement? Um, I, uh, a lot of times I'll delete stuff that I write or mm. before I hit send, I'll actually think of it. So one of the things to consider is, does this really need to be out there? Um, is it helpful for those who are going to read it? And, or am I trying to make a statement just to start an argument and to, I don't know, consciously think about what you are putting out there before you do put it out there. Because yeah. I do find that uh, there's some people I follow, and it's, sometimes it seems people are looking for a fight because they're bored or whatnot. And then other times people have very uplifting stuff, and to focus on that and focus on different parts of scripture that people need to hear. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, and that's that's what I try to do too. And then, yeah, there's there's a few uh, tweets that haven't been sent that go to the what is it the uh the draft yeah the draft yeah <laughs> in the draft box <laughs> like oh maybe i'll leave that later and change it up a bit but and let me think about this or or what i do sometimes is uh like if if i'm frustrated about something i'll message somebody else or a couple people and say hey what do you guys think about this like <laughs> just to at least get that yeah that vent out like Okay, maybe I shouldn't yeah. post this publicly, but let's let, let me talk to a couple of my brothers and see, you know, what what the what their thoughts on on this is. This is this a good take, a bad take? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's and that's always good to have something some, that's meant for a private message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not post because because you have to realize too when you when you post something that people might see it and like it stays there. <laughs> like, even if you delete mm -hmm. it, it'll stay there or somebody will take a picture of it and be like, remember when you said this? Like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what happens these days. Uh, yep. Great. Well, I'm going to uh, wrap this up. You know, I, I don't like to keep my podcast too long, even though I listen to long podcasts, but you know, here's <laughs> the key. I don't have a lot of time to edit. So <laughs> Like, yeah. I try to keep them short. <laughs> so, so when I listen back, uh, but so I want to ask you a fun question. And I don't know if you, if you uh, watch movies by this actor and I, I give you his real name. I don't know if you looked up. I had to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, so yeah. So I, what I sent you was, uh, I said, it's going to be a fun surprise question about Nicholas Kim Coppola. And who is that? Who's Nicholas Kim Coppola? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I just <laughs> like Nicholas Cage. I haven't seen all his movies, but like the ones I've seen, I've been entertained by. Even the bad ones, I've been entertained by. 
So have you seen Nicolas Cage movies? Yes, I've seen a few. Okay. All right. So this this is the fun question. <laughs> and, and, and this might throw you off. I don't know. Because it's a thinker. If you could, if a Nicolas Cage movie was real life, what character would you want to be? And you can't be Nicholas, whatever character Nicholas Cage is playing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I would want to be uh, in National Treasure, the guy that goes along with him, his yes. brother or friend or whoever that guy is. Yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, the like the computer smart guy, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> That is a that is a great one. Good drug along on the adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those two, the national, both of them, National Treasure one and two, I think are great. I don't think they get a lot of credit because I like that kind of movie that like he's trying to solve a puzzle. There's action adventure, almost like the Indiana Jones type movie. Like, yeah, like how can you not like that? <laughs> people just, oh, just some people don't like. It. Yeah, but that that is a great answer. I like that. I, I think I would be that guy too. I can't remember his name, but yeah, I (laughs) know what he looks like, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And he always usually plays like that goofy kind of character. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to solve like, here's my computer stuff, but awesome. All right. So do you have anything else that you, that you want to share before we sign off? Um, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, it was great to have you on. And what I love is, you know, to interact with you on Twitter, but we are both brothers in Christ. You know, I, I've never met you. This is the first time I've ever heard your voice. Uh, I've never met you personally. I've interacted with you. Every time I interact with you has been great, but we're brothers in Christ. We have that common faith that in the blood of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. We are both sinners forgiven by the grace of God. And that's a main thing that I always want to let people know is that you can be forgiven you have sinned against a holy righteous god and you deserve hell i deserve hell mike does michael deserves hell but we get grace because we 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 have trusted in christ jesus christ we believe died for our sins the holy spirit has regenerated our hearts to believe that we are born again and that's what i want for everybody listening if you haven't put your faith in christ you must be born again you must trust in the finished work of jesus christ he lived a perfect righteous life perfectly obeying the father he did not sin at all but he died as if he sinned he died on the cross as if he sinned he died for us he died for all who believe that should have been me on that cross but Jesus died for me and he was buried and he rose again on the third day and he ascended into heaven. And this is a glorious, beautiful thing, but it doesn't end there because he is coming again. He is coming again. All this trouble in the world, all this turmoil, all this stuff going on, this, this world that looks dark. It won't always be like this because Jesus is coming again and we will have a new heavens and a new earth. And when he comes though, he's coming in judgment. And that is Bad news for those who haven't put their trust in Christ, but it's good news because you can put your trust in Christ. There is still time. There is still time to repent, to turn, to turn from the God you've been rejecting, to turn from the, to turn to, sorry, turn to the God you've been rejecting, turn to the God that, that has been your enemy because he has sent his son to die for our sins. 
And Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. You don't have to work your way to heaven. It is finished. You just trust in Christ. You just, by grace alone, by God's grace alone, through faith alone, in the finished work of Jesus Christ alone, you are saved. And that is it. And even that faith, even that it's, this is what's amazing about grace. Even that faith is a gift of God. And I treasure that faith. And I treasure the saints that I share fellowship with. And Michael, you are one of them. And I love you, brother. And I'm, I'm going to keep praying for you. And, and I hope you pray for me and keep encouraging each other on, on Twitter and on Facebook and wherever we can. Let's encourage the saints in Christ and keep growing in faith. And if I don't meet you one day on this earth, I'm going to hopefully find you in heaven when we get there, worshiping the Lord together. <laughs> and what, a, what a glorious day that will be. Yes, it will. So, all right. So until next time, I pray you keep seeking the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, baby.